Traveling the Vortex. Side trip. Well, how this whole thing started is we, we run a Doctor Who podcast called Traveling the Vortex, and there are three of us, and I don't even remember now who stumbled upon it first. I think it was Keith, and he said, oh, there's this new game, Doctor Who Legacy, and we review everything. Where it's okay. like, yeah, bring it in. Would comic book? Sure. Book? Yeah. Let's, game? Yeah. Let's play it. And so we tried it out, and Glenn is the more skeptical, seasoned member of the group, and he's right. like, uh, it's going to be like bejeweled with Doctor yeah. Who characters. Yes. And we went, oh... So I downloaded. I, oh, this is great. This is fantastic. Talking with Keith, he's like, "Yeah, I love playing it. I can't stop." We get together the next week to record our podcast, and Glenn's like, "I can't stop playing." <laughs> and we're like, "Well, wait, you, the guy who's just like bejeweled with it, so, it's so much fun, and I love the strategy. And did you know you could do this?" And we're like, "No, you didn't know you could do that. Did you know you can do this and drag the jewel?" It took literally. I played this game for like two weeks before I figured out that it wasn't just. That you could go from side yes, to side with the stone. That's an you amazing go all moment. The way over the yeah, thing. and it's it's great because there's this. At the beginning, it's so you know one reason we chose this type of you know it's not bejeweled. You don't swap yeah, two yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, Because bejeweled becomes it's very arcadey. It's normally like a numbers game. Exactly. And we wanted something with more depth. And the great thing about this sort of mechanism is it's very easy to play. Anyone like our son who's fight plays this game and plays it well because it's easy to make a match three, but. When you get into it and you realize you can start shunting things around and making multiple matches, it becomes sort of like chess. There's a lot of depth there. Yeah. All of a sudden, and, and this whole new dimension of the game opened up. And that's what we're after. We're after that mixed with this sort of... We love dungeon crawl RPGs. We love, you know, tank cleric going into somewhere and having that sort of the rhythm, the cadence of a fight. Like, they do something to you, and then you reply, and you heal, or you damage, and they poison you, and you deal with that, right? So it's a back and forth. And we really wanted that in a gem game where things would appear and he locked the board oh no what do I do now you know that to make you think constantly because Bejeweled is very you look at the board you make your match you're done there's normally like yeah. one move you can make which is the best move and I, realistically it's a very 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 unfair comparison it's just when, when you at a glance yeah. when you just look at the screen it is, that's what you kind of default and to thing, and, it's, yeah, and that's what it's Glenn did it's not a bad thing it's, oh no it is it, it's, because well, this game is so far be I mean don't get me wrong I enjoy Bejeweled this game is so far beyond it just as a game not right. to mention the fact that yes there's a Doctor Who shell around it so I, and that's sort of what we, we first and foremost before monetization before even the, we wanted a, a core game which was fun and we knew this would be fun but this is exactly what we pitched to the BBC we said we're going to make a gem game you'll go through 50 years of Doctor Who you'll pick up your favorite companions we'll get all the Doctors in there whoever you love a Doctor you'll find them in there and you know this week we could put out the third Doctor people love it oh I can play yeah. the third Doctor in a video game now when was the last time that happened you know yeah, we never. have War Doctor <laughs> coming next month When's, when are you ever going to see War Doctor in a game that you can take the War Doctor and play through Good Man Goes to War or play through, you know, Beast Below or Time of the Doctor and with K9 and Adipose. And so, yeah, that's, that's what we aim to build. And it's an, it's an and outstanding we're so happy. And it was, and it was, you know, from the, our first line to the BBC when we started talking, we are huge fans. We will make a fan game. We won't, we won't cut corners. It'll be, first and foremost, a game for people who love it in the way we love Doctor Who. And we hope, you know, we think it comes through, you know, that love. It really does. And, it, and, and you know, sometimes you play these games and it's sort of, they, they slap something on there. And it feels like a bit of a money grab. Well, that's the other thing. And you know, it's and we went the opposite. We're yeah. like, we don't. We'd rather not make lots of money and and make it feel exploitative or manipulative. So many of the the so-called freemium games, you, yeah. you wind up going through, and you can get so far, and then you're locked into that. I have to spend money now. That's that's it. And that's, that's and I how love that this one now. Glenn is. 
the biggest convert because he he went from having that eh, to yeah, the yeah. Yeah, I've played it and he's already completed both level, uh, season oh, really? six and seven. Oh wow, that's like thirty hours of gameplay. He, oh yeah, and he's going back <laughs> through. He's unlocked every character, the, and including the new ones as they drop. He's unlocked wow. all those, wow. and he's kind of idling now, waiting for when's the next thing. And he, he's he's just jonesing. So next week, next, next week, week, five new five new levels, and then next month twenty five hours of season five coming. Oh, Beast below. A load of Christmas stuff. Time of the Doctor's coming. Tasha Lem's probably got to be in there somewhere. Like, a load of cool stuff coming. So yeah. we, we got so very, very excited about it. And then we, we mentioned it on the podcast, and we said, you know, if you're not playing this, you need to. So then the next week we got together, and all of our emails from all of our feedbackers were like, thanks a lot for recommending this game, <laughs> because I haven't been productive at work at all. I've gotten nothing done except for trying oh, to unlock great. Cleopatra. Thanks. And just, you know, that kind of thing. And yeah. everybody's hooked on it. They all love it. So it, it's it's wonderful that it's got that to it. Um, I wanted to ask just a little bit about the the fan zone. Now, Glenn, yeah. Glenn again was the pioneer. He came back to us and he said, "Go buy the fan zone." He says five bucks. He says at this point, I'd have paid five bucks for this app because it's that that's, much fun. That's what we you know. There's two ways. Either you say as you play through, we're going to try to nickel and dime you, and you can say every ten level, it's like Candy Crush. Every fifteen, twenty levels, there's going to be something so hard, and the numbers will be against you that you'll have to pay to get through it, yeah. or you play it a hundred times to get that that board set up that lets you get through. And we went with, okay, we're going to, 99.5% of this game will be free. But if we, we believe in this product that people will love it. And if we put a VIP area in there, that a tiny percent of the game, and we give some really cool stuff, we think people like appreciate that. And they will upgrade into that. And it doesn't diminish the ability for everyone else to have hours and hours of fun. But it gives you a bit extra. Like, you've supported the game. Yeah. Here's a few different characters. Here's a few more levels. You know, some bone. And we'll just keep adding to it and keep building it up. So that was the sort of the thought behind it maybe we can change not change the paradigm of free to play games but give another option you know why not do a game which is morally approachable that isn't a money grab but isn't you know a horrible experience to hand your kids yeah you know we, we, you, you met Lanyon and we had him play the game a lot we didn't want a game that other kids would play and then be like mom I need another dollar to unlock this we wanted something where you know the kid plays for hours and maybe the mom and dad would go oh, okay you know he's going to get another 20 hours of this I may as well pay a few dollars to, to give him exactly. some new stuff um, but they don't have to oh. play it forever, you know. And it's so worthwhile. I, I immediately he talked me into. It. I was like, yeah, absolutely. Here's my five dollars because I I believe in. It. I'm having fun with. It. I too would have paid five dollars for the game itself. Got into the fan area, saw the new stuff that was there in the levels, and just oh, we've had a blast with it. That's, that's the other problem with monetization. Generally, is you get to a point and you, as a user, you don't understand what you're getting in benef- in, in exchange. So Candy Crush might go, okay, you pay a dollar and you get this yellow thing. Like, okay, well. Um, but we wanted you to get to a point where you realize you, you've played 10 hours, it's free, and you'll, you'll understand that they're not going to chase you for money to play this game. But look, there's something else I could put money into, and, and maybe I'll upgrade and get some extra stuff, but I don't have to. You know, It's all about sort of letting the user understand what they're getting for the value. Now, you mentioned that you've got new characters, new doctors, yes. and all that kind of stuff lined up. Obviously, Season 5 content is coming. When did you say that was? That's should So the next big milestone is in uh, 10 days. We have the Kindle version coming out. We have, we're doubling the story in season six and seven because we were asked to put a lot more stories. We've been working with the BBC on fleshing out the story. Okay. And that leads into an epilogue of season six, which is a whole new set of levels. And that sees the end of the Santaran and Zygon stories. Introduce a new baddie. We have a new, a new big baddie coming in. Some really cool stuff. I don't want to give too much away. Yeah, yeah, don't spoil But there's a bunch it. coming in that epilogue. The big thing we have announced at the end is the last level of the epilogue, you get Jack Harkness 100% drop. Because he's going to drive some of the story through the next season. Oh, awesome. So next month when the new season comes, which will be about, about 25, 30 hours, Jack Harkness will be in there running the story. There's a whole new villain coming. 
uh, and a load of new levels. Now, do you, like do you have levels. kind of a, a story arc planned out for... We, we've been planning in sort of 20-hour chunks. Well, we said, you know, we knew we wanted to run this for years, so there's no point putting a story at the beginning that we would try to run for that long. Right. You know, we knew we'd write out the Santons at some point. And, and after, you know, we got to season five, we're like, okay, now it's time to sort of change the pacing up. Uh, we need some new f- flesh blood in there, some new stuff to do, new abilities for the enemies, new ally abilities. Uh, so we're trying to, season five is a big shift. That towards, was the next question is, do you, yeah. know, do you have an inkling of what kind of abilities some of the new characters are going to give? Um, right now, this, we just added the third doctor who can change uh, Weeping Angel stone jams to pink. And we're trying to... What we found was uh, when people hit the poison levels at the beginning of Season 6, they were hitting an issue because they didn't have a poison character. So we gave the 8th Doctor a poison cure to help that. So we're trying to give tools which sort of, you know, the enemies give a, ask a question and then, the, you know, like, how do you solve this gem thing when they're all locked? Right. And then an ally will have a, an answer. So you can, it's, it's more like a toolbox. Yeah. So we're trying to give a- allies and enemies more tools to do cool things. Yeah. Uh, so enemies are now going to uh, hopefully in the next week we'll add the enemies uh, in the same way they can siphon pink to get rid of pink efficiency they'll start messing with other gems and, and you know changing the efficiency of other, other colors on the board and things like that now I hesitate to say this because it was something that scared me to death when that ability first showed up when I first got hit with the boom all my pink gems went negative yes that I thought if I were to complete a, a combo that I would lose health and it doesn't it's just it's, it's actually you, built in we, we, we give it a variable when we code it you can give a variable for what it does, and it can either right now on the early levels to make it more more accessible. You know, we're trying to ease into this. Right. So the first time you see it, it doesn't really do too much. It might knock off the efficiency by ten percent, but there is a variable. You know, when that gets to a certain figure, it starts taking life off you. So you'll start seeing things like that. The things you know, and you can uh, you can uh, deal with. They're going to become harsher to deal with. No, but want, you, you get more tools to sort of. I want you to make sure that you mention that you guys have already had that idea, and I didn't just give that to you. <laughs> Our listeners will be very mad. If like, what are you giving? Making it harder. Making it harder. No, that was always the game was has been built with a massive amount of systems in it. We haven't used yet, so we have we have like dual color characters in there that we just haven't added in because we're slowly leading in, trying to get people into the experience. Uh, we can match sort of uh, patterns on the screen. So if you do a yellow cross, we could have an ally who, if you do a yellow cross, something amazing happens. So we can start doing pattern matching oh. on the screen. So there's all these systems we built in, but as we built the game out, we're like, it's too early. It's too early. It's too early. But we'll get into those. You know, we'll, we'll start seeing more of those complex stuff coming in. Well, we can't wait. We, we like I said, it's from, from the time that you guys initially released it. Uh, I think we've wound up talking about this game every week. Oh, thank you. Just because <laughs> we've been such fans, we finally did our official review of it last week. Oh, nice. We, 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 so let's put it on the schedule and really talk about it. Right, right, right. So we really get, uh, delved into it, and I, I can't tell you how excited the guys are to have this. We have an idea. Yes, if you're, if go. you're open and receptive to that. One of the things that our podcast is, is, is very much been praised for, which I don't, I'm, I, I'm, I'm grateful for it, is that the, the, our listeners are very much, we, we tend to be the guys that are very happy to gloss over anything. We, we love Doctor Who with such passion that even the bad episodes were like, well, you know, that one really wasn't that bad, or it was a good concept that maybe was poor. Yeah, it's very easy. Yeah, you know, I did the same thing. Our, our, um, our official, Matt, well, the, Keith, who or it was our newbie, yes. we, he started off with Matt, Sis in, uh, Matt Smith in Season 5. And uh, we got up to the, the uh, Silurian two-parter. So we went back and introduced him to all the Silurian episodes mm-hmm. very early in his, in his Who viewing. So he got hit with the Mirka. Susan mentioned this yesterday. Yeah, so, she, okay. well, the way she, she, she phrased it was, we should really do a level with 
all the enemies in the game that people sort of look down on a bit. You know, there, there was a sort of fallen by the wayside a little bit. We, we, I thought we, it was a great idea. We, we would be happy to sponsor that level for you in, oh, in we, your well, fan area. Was, and, we, you know, we, we want the Merca and the Candyman, and then yeah, oh, Candyman uh, would be amazing. How good would Candyman be? Thanks, and, and we thought, great. yeah, we'll claim that. That's a great <laughs> totally well, totally as we went as we were doing the, the advent calendar stuff up to Christmas on Christmas Day we released um, Christmas episode like it, it was the trees and the robo form and the angel hosts that came from the community somebody emailed us two weeks before and said you should do a Christmas level with all the Christmas enemies and we thought it was a great idea so we, we sent that email to the BBC they said that's great they got all the likenesses for us and all the rights and we built it all out on like the 15th of December then we launched on Christmas Day now who's doing the artwork because we really have enjoyed the artwork that's our team uh, our Seed Studios is our development partner in Taiwan so we do a lot of the design here, and then they do things like the artwork and the coding. Uh, the art came, we worked with the BBC very closely from day one. We had the BBC, uh, BBC Worldwide part of the art team for the very beginning to come up with this. We wanted something which was, you know, the goal for the game was that any Whovian anywhere in the world should be able to play this for free, which meant mobile phone, meant free to play, uh, and it meant an accessible art style that is sort of East meets West. So we went for that. We went sort of, you can see the Eastern influence on there, cartoony. You know, slightly anime on, on certain, you know, some haircuts, but it's also very Western as well. So that's that's oh, where that's it's came very from. it's very comic book. It's got a distinct yeah, style it's to very it, distinct, but, yeah. but it, I think it's very accessible. Yeah, and yeah. You, you instantly know by looking at these characters who they are. I mean, it's yeah, just, I, that's, I think that's the joy of it. I, yeah, I, I, that's one of my favorite shots. It's just half the and you could, and you could tell instantly who yeah. they are. I think yeah, I, I, we're really really proud of our art team. They we did we, an we had job. an internal well, it wasn't very internal. It was pretty audible uh, squee when when Paul McGann dropped. Oh, he's, yes, doctor, he's my me. doctor. Yes, the, yes, and it was the the night of the doctor outfit, and we went. Ah! <laughs> we, we, absolutely, um, we actually have. Um, you go right ahead. Um, we have the Paul McGann, the Eighth Doctor TV movie outfit coming in the next couple of weeks. So you have a, a new outfit for for the Eighth Doctor in the game. And are there new? I assume with like season five coming, there's going to be new backdrops and new uh, oh, yeah, locations yeah. and all yeah, that. Yeah, so. As well. um, you know, the story will be anchored around episodes like we did with other, you know, play, play an episode, then we have another, you know, few levels. Um, so the season five starts with, one thing we asked for a lot was to get uh, the Christmas content in the game in the flow properly so it wouldn't go away. So as you start season five, the Doctor and his companions are stuck in a time storm centered around the Christmas holidays. So we have a set of levels at the beginning that wraps up, you, you find some Sontarans hiding in the snow from the new villain and you have to deal with them. So we have all these snowy levels that we reintroduce all the Christmas stuff. And at the end of there, we have Time of the Doctor. Um, and then we lead to Beast Below. So we have the marketplace. We have the lift from the beginning. We have winders and smilers. We have the star whale tentacles you have to fight. Uh, we have the Tower of London and Hawthorne to fight in there. And then you go through, I think we have like five or six episodes through the series, which is oh, why it's like be. 25, 30 hours. It's a lot of gameplay coming. It's going to be unreal. Uh, so yeah, I think it's going to be fun. One more time for the people listening at home, tell them who you are. My name is Lee Cummings. I'm the creative director of uh, a Tiny Rebel Games for Doctor Legacy. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Appreciate it. You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.